Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, forward, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to the Leading Edge Cricket Podcast. The last time for a little while because we've had the last round of Red Bull games in the County Champion Cricket before we go for a bit of a white ball break. What else are you going to do on the 23rd of May when we're recording this? Get stuck into <laughs> white ball and part the Red Bull. But we're going to look through it. We've got all the games from round seven to go through. A bit of England watch going on with all the players kind of getting ready for this Island series and the ashes that's going to come up, come up. It is a huge, huge summer for English cricket. Anytime the Aussies are in town, it is a big deal. Talking of big deals, Rich, how are you? How was your weekend? Good, very good. Yeah, excellent weekend. Good band on Friday night. See Forest survival. Stay in the Premier League on Saturday. Happy days. Yeah, can't complain. Can't complain. I like that. And there is a transition from Forest to to county championship cricket. Mm. Being um, they playing red. That's all I've got. That's all I've got. Okay. They playing red, and we bowl with a red ball. So that, that's as good as you're going to get today. Love it. That's perfect. What more do we want? I thought it was going to be that you could hear the songs and the goal going in at Trent Bridge cricket ground with Stuart to, yeah. Broad celebrating and singing along apparently while he was fielding. But uh, that <laughs> could have been a transition. But we're not going to talk about knots yet. Anyway, oh, we have to start at the top of the table, Rob. We're going to start with Surrey. Um, the champs, the current league leaders, another convincing win. Kent have been beaten by 10 wickets. Rory Burns and Dom Sibley knocked off the 58-run target, skilled themselves a 22-point victory. Um, Kent's first innings, 278. Could have been a lot worse about the efforts of all-rounder Joey Everson. 77 knots out for mm. him. Uh, plenty of support from the tail as well, notably Wes Agar's 31. And number 11, Michael Hogan, 43. Probably same amount of runs as his age, just about. Um, they got 84 for that final wicket, and it was going. It was good, fun cricket to watch as well. I watched a bit of that one. Uh, Dan Worrell, Jordan Clark, Tom Laws, all taking three wickets. In replies, sorry, steady start. But then the big story on this one has got to be Arafat. I'm going to apologise for the pronunciation of the name now. Buyan, Buyan, do we know how we say that? 
Rob, I like the way you've been staying nice and quiet now, Rob. Thanks. <laughs> no. so much we, when squad. we used to do the IPL podcast, and Rich <laughs> used to read through the squad names, and I just used to keep my mouth quiet because uh, I'm not great at pronunciations anyway. So yeah, I feel bad for that. So apologies, apologies, apologies. But I was tweeting loads about him, um, and it's just another brilliant story because he's come through the Saka Cricket Academy. For those who don't know, it's a South Asian cricket academy that was set up in response to the lack of opportunities players of uh, in, in England and um, or great UK players of South Asian origin just were not getting the same level of, of, of opportunities. And then I think this, there was three debutants in this round of county championship um, across the across the league. He was one of them, and he bowled fantastically well. First wicket for him, Rob, was Ollie Pope. He got Jamie Smith next. He then got Ben Folks, and he got Will, Will Jacks after that. <laughs> that's not a bad four for that's three internationals and one future international. Excellent stuff. Four for 65 or 20 overs for the 26-year-old. Looking good. Dom Sibley uh, scored 20 at the top, but it was another tail that wagged in Surrey. Got up to 3-6-2 with Sean Abbott top scoring with 78, whilst Gus Atkinson, 55, not out. Surrey then removed Kemp for just 141 with Toenda Muyei, 42, and Zach Crawley, 34. Sneaking up the run scoring charts is Zach Crawley. Um, Tom Laws with the pick of the bowlers. Impressive, 5 for 22 off just 9. Clark, 3 for 36. Abbott, 2 for 17. This left the old England pair of sibling Burns to see Surrey through to the win. Warwick, you're not playing this week. Let's leave Surrey well clear at the top, Rob. But the chasing bears have a game in hand now. Mm. Um, I, when I started writing about this, I wrote about uh, Kent's top order stabilising, maybe, maybe in the first wow. innings, maybe there was a little bit more from that middle order. Mm -hmm. uh, but the fragile middle order, as I've now written, got blew away for 141 in the second innings, and you literally cannot stop Surrey at the moment. They've won four of the last five, four of six this season. The top six is epic. They just continuously perform week in, week out. They're averaging 7.1 more per player uh, for the top six players that's played in the games they've played in. So that's 42 runs a game. They're getting more out there, top six in the opposition. That's going to put you in real good stead. And the bowlers are producing time and time again. 111 wickets at 23, currently ranked third in Division 1. Worrell, 24 at 22.4 wickets per innings, 21% of the team's wickets. He's been absolutely outstanding. Sean Abbott's come in, 16 at 27. Real good energy, really good bowler. Watched a lot of him play in the big bash, but seeing him play white ball cricket, you can see why he's been in contention for the Australian team um, in previous years. But they've had more than that. They've had performances from Laws. They've had Gus Atkinson bowl well. They've had Jordan Clark just constantly chip in with two or three wickets every single time. They're stacked. They've got depth, and they, it doesn't matter who's away. Kamar Roach is gone. Don't worry. We've we've got a we've got something to plug this hole. Uh, Kent bottom two where we expected them to be. Top six is averaging 25, ranked eight. Bowlers. Averaging 39 ranks last, and their average bowlers are averaging 11.35 less uh, than the opposition bowlers in the games that they've played in. So it doesn't take a lot to work out why they are struggling, and mm. it's the middle order. Com Compton and Crawley haven't been bad at all. Um, mm. Saying Crawley hasn't been bad, people will go, yeah, he's terrible. Mm -hmm. Crawley hasn't been bad. He's averaging mid-30s. He's a mid-30 average sort of guy. Compton's getting out every 120-odd balls. Right, let's keep it moving, Rob. Hampshire, we're on the south coast. They hosted uh, North Hants, and this was a solid and very, very impressive win for the host over strugglers, North Hants. A uh, huge margin of victory, this one, and innings and 135 runs. 
Uh, not much <laughs> doubt in this one. Right, Hampshire battered first. Only time they had to. Posted 3-6-7 with Captain James Vince being the mainstay with 95. Ever-reliable Liam Dawson hit 60 through. Jack White, 4 for 80 for Northants. In reply, first innings, Northants stumbled to 56. All out, yes, 56, 5-6. Oi. Uh, Zabe, the only man into double figure scoring 29. A pretty sorry effort, I uh, must say. Um, credit, though, obviously also goes to the Hampshire seam attack. Keith Barker, Rob's mate, took a lovely 4-13 off 12. They're the stats I like. Uh, following on, North Ants were dismissed for 176. Still miles behind Hampshire's one and only total as he fell well short of making a game of this. Zabe once again top scoring with an unbeaten 57. Skipper Sam White with 45. Rob Keogh 34. Only scores really we can talk about. With the ball, spin finally made a rival with Liam Dawson taking 6 for 61 off 18. Uh, that's got to be up there with a, the best return of a spinner so far, hasn't it? 22 points to Hampshire as they move up to joint second spot with Warwickshire. Third uh, three points, sorry, go to bottom place, Northampton. Problems at Northampton, Rob. Problems with Northampton. It's the bat, mate. Every single podcast for the last seven, I don't know why weeks are down there in the bottom right-hand corner, but my yeah. notes are the last seven weeks, they have been pretty average with the bat. They've had moments where Rob Keogh saved them a few times. Mm-hmm. They've had moments where Vasconcelos looks like he's really starting to get going and looks superb. But as a unit, they're failing. They're averaging 17 this season as a team, ranked 10th. Openers are averaging 17, ranked 10th. And 3-7 to seven in the orders, averaging 22, ranked 8th. You're not going to win many games of cricket playing like that. They're averaging 5.90 less per player than top six batters in Division 1. Um, they're in a massive hole, staring relegation in the face. The bowling's been all right, but it's not all right enough to be able to support uh, a, a, just a fumbling batting unit. Hmm. Great to see Liam Dawson pick up six. Big deal, getting good uh, spin support in a high-class, real pace attack that they've got. Hmm. Under the radar, one of the best spinners on the circuit time and time again. 52 wickets, 28 last year, 9 at 24 this year when used, and he's being used really well, used sparingly and used in accordance to the match situation. Spinners in Division 1 are averaging 42 this year. He's averaging 24. That's... That's some return on nine wickets, and I think he's got the third most wickets uh, for spinners in D1 behind Harmer and Leach. Mm, yeah, no, it's good. It's a good all-round player as well. Ever-reliable, yeah. we like to call him, don't we? It's yeah. a bit like we call Dean Elgar gritty. Uh, Liam Dawson is ever-reliable. It has to be said all in one go every single time. Um, let's keep it going again. Middlesex hosted Somerset at Lords, Rob, and this one, Somerset, another innings win. They won by an innings and 13 runs. An excellent win, the first win of the season. Um, Somerset, like Hampshire, got the game underway with their own one and only innings, posting 404. George Bartlett got his seventh first-class 100, finished 121. Tom Abel batted well for 77. Funny one, this I watched a bit of this one, and Somerset were... It was Abel and Bartlett had only just come to the crease, and it was like, oh, they're in a bit of bother here. I flicked on about an hour later. Oh, they're still going strong. Another hour later, they're still going strong. So this was great to see for Somerset. Tom Kodakadmore, 68. Lewis Gregory, 42. And Matt Henry, uh, bowler, 40 uh, runs for him. Solid contributions. With the ball, Ryan Higgins. We're always talking about Ryan Higgins here. Led with four for 74, whilst Ethan Bambert took three for 102. First innings reply, Middlesex ended with 175. John Simpson, the keeper batsman, uh, batter, sorry, top scored with 57 not out. Matt Henry, the Kiwi seamer, five for 45 for him. Is he an all-rounder now? That's a big question. 
Um, following on, the hosts were eventually dismissed inside 73 overs for a slightly improved 216. Mark Stoneman, 60, the only score of any real note, although there were plenty throughout the order that made starts. And I'm slightly annoyed by the amount of starts in the 20, so I'm not going to mention any names there. <laughs> it's not. Uh, Craig Overton's turn for a five-wicket haul, though. Five for 46 for him off 19.2 overs. A very impressive performance. From a man outside looking in at the England uh, setup at the moment, but with injuries piling up, this is a very timely showing for Craig Overton. Siddle, three for, three for 57 for him. Whilst England spinner Jack Leach claimed two for 41 to go with his first innings, two for 22. Sorry, I should have said that in a different way. A two for 22. Marvellous effort there from Jack Leach. <laughs> um, very welcome 23 points for Somerset, whilst Middlesex ended with just the two points. You cannot say two for 22 without doing a Richie Benno. You can't. You can't. It's impossible, mate. It's impossible. Um, just like Middlesex is uh, getting a big score in the first inning. Sorry, Middlesex fans, but it's true. Uh, just time and time again this year, we come on the pod and we go, they were 4 for 49, 5 for 70, and mm-hmm. Ryan Higgins saved them. Ryan Higgins couldn't even save them this, this time. Like Player of the month for April. It's getting a little bit too much. Just to put it in context how poor they've been, the top six are averaging 21, which is ranked 10th uh, in, mm. in the division. Against a match average, their performance plus, so 100 is, hey, you average exactly the same as what the top six match average is for the games you played in. There's is 79, so the 21% worse. That's a huge amount to catch up with. And they've done it twice because their bowling attack has been good. Ethan Bamber's been good. Toby Rowland-Jones has been good. But there's only Higgins averaging 40 and above. Stoneman and Robson, I think, have both over the last two or three weeks started to show glimpses. But they're the only team in Division 1 without any centuries from the top six players this year. Um, 67% of the top six dismissals have been for less than 20. The league average is 58. Generally, that number's about 52, 53. So they're way off the pace there. Mm. And incredibly, in terms of scoring more than 50, uh, dividing by how many times you've been dismissed, 12.31%. League average is about 20%. Generally, a decent top six batter is about 24, 25%. Uh, so they're just just way off, mate. Just really far off from where they need to be. Somerset will be stoked. Um, Somerset will be stoked with the win. They mm. they needed a win. Their batting's performed okay for them this year. And there was a great comment on YouTube talking about the openers. And on our Twitter uh, leading edge pod, we we produce graphics and stuff like that. One of them called out there was. Uh, talking about which teams' openers are doing really well, which ones' middle orders are letting them down, and you had knots all the way down here where the openers were fantastic and three to six were really poor. Kent were very similar. Somerset have been the opposite, and they've chopped and changed with a lineup like Sean Dixon, great, great asset coming in from Durham, not scored a run, playing second team cricket, um, red ball cricket. Their top six is sorry, their openers are averaging 17 this year, ninth in the division. That's been the issue with the bat in the middle orders actually held them together pretty strong. Uh, interesting, no, no real mention of Jimmy Roo this week. No, didn't really get going. No big scores for last week. He was the top run scorer in the country at that stage. Question on YouTube was about his strike rate, and in jest, we were saying, Hey, he needs to add 20 to his strike rate <laughs> being contention for England, which is absolutely fine. He probably actually does. But <laughs> incredible player, got nice fluency, looked really solid at the crease, great array of strokes going on. Strike rate is 46 this year, and it was 39 last year. So for a young player, it's it's really about can you score any runs? Yeah, you can. And then all the other things can come. So definitely a, a star for the future. If that strike rate's about 55, 60, like, I don't it becomes a yeah it's it's a sure thing 
Yeah, I mean, it's and for it's me, 55-60 during this era, like what we're trying to yeah. do with Test cricket at the moment. Any other era, like, yeah. can you score any runs? That's the question. Yeah, the maturity he's showing um, by being able to bat the amount of time he's batting and batting the amount of balls he's facing is is um, incredible, isn't it? It's something that cannot do anything other than help him as he goes forward. And he will. It is a given that he will play for England the way I see it. Um, strike rate in this era with McCullum and Stokes is a question mark, but... Um, you know, Johnny Bairstow is not going to be around forever. Sneaky old Johnny Bairstow, no longer young Johnny Bairstow, is he? Um, just to give a name, Darry Plumden, that was the comments uh, on YouTube. So we appreciate those comments. Um, one more game in Division 1, Rob. Notts Essex, a draw. No more impressive victories like the rest of the teams we've just spoke about. This one was a draw. And it was a game that didn't really move along at any real pace initially over the first three days. And it sort of came to life after tea. Uh, on the fourth, but Notts were eventually set a target then of 219 in 39 overs to chase after T on the final day. It was just welcome but slightly surprising declaration. Um, and whilst Notts couldn't reach the target, the game meandered to a draw in the end. Credit should go to the teams for attempting to at least go for the win. Um, this one started with Essex going 298 with Alistair Cook 73 and Tom Wesley 66 top scoring wickets for Notts were shared between their trio of frontline seamers. Brett Hutton again, four for 69, excellent. Dane Patterson, three for 48. And England man, Stuart Broad, three for 53. Notably for Broad, he bowled 20 overs in both innings. I wonder if that was the cap he, he was given. It just seemed quite such a round figure. Um, I do wonder. Um, in reply, Notts posted 442 with Matt Montgomery, the 23-year-old South African-born batter, hitting his second first-class 100, first of the year, an excellent 177. Only one run shy of his previous 100, 178. That is not a bad habit if you only mm. score big hundreds. Uh, ben Slater and Joe Clark both hit 57, while Sam Cook uh, for Essex took three for 58, and it was nice to see Matt Critchley, Rob, get a bowl. He is an all-rounder to remind us of his leg-spinning skills. Three, three for 33 off just 10.2 overs. Essex then said about their second innings, 144 behind at this rate, and it was batting at a rate that suggested they weren't really looking to manoeuvre, get the game to a win. Uh, but they kept going and going and going with the same pair, Cook and Wesley, both making big scores. Frustratingly for both of them, though, falling short of the hundreds. Wesley going for 95, making him a leading run scorer now in Division 1. And batting legend Sir Alistair Cook being caught behind off Lyndon James for a heartbreaking 99. A Trent Bridge 100 still elusive. It's about the only ground, or certainly the only test ground he's not had a 100 at. So uh, he, he got close twice in this one and very, very close. Dan Lawrence made 52 as well. We should mention that. Knotts reduced Essex to eight down by T on the final day with a score on 362 with debutant Calvin Harrison taking three for 52. Little spinner he is. Looks a nice player. Whilst Lyndon James, three for 52. I've put, maybe I've put it, one of those was, is incorrect, but um, they both got three wickets. Anyway, the declaration came and both teams set to work on trying to win the game. Essex made early in road zone. Knotts, 12 for two. And then three for 50 went Montgomery was removed for 22. After that stumbling start, Knotts were only really ever going to try and, you know, bat it out then, weren't they? Uh, Joe Clark there at the end, 42 not out alongside Skipper Mullaney. Two wickets each for Cook and Harmer. Not superior first innings mean they took 11 points from this draw while Essex left Nottingham with seven. Mm. And Notts are going to be pretty happy, to be fair. Two, two and two. They get yeah, Richie with uh, no Richie accent, but trying. Uh, two, two and two, fourth in the table as well. That's pretty good considering mm. the first game uh, they were left behind at the races. And Essex, the team that I said would finish topper, 
uh, yeah, they've won one all season. So mm. interesting to see how he goes. Yeah, Sir Alistair Cook, interesting one. A lot was made about him trying to get this centre at Trent Bridge. <laughs> sure, it didn't actually bother him. He's just going out for a bat on any other day. It just bothers <laughs> yeah. everyone else watching the game. But fourth game of County Championship cricket at Trent Bridge, an average of 32, 250s all coming in this game. Interesting enough, Test cricket, he's played there 11 times, 397 runs at 22 with only 150 wow. coming in the 2013 Ashes. So not a happy hunting ground for Sir Alistair Cook um, as well. Matt Montgomery is such a, an interesting character. Only 15 games deep into his career. Ooh. 177, 178 versus Durham in the last game of the season last year Ooh. as well. He eventually got out to Matty Potts, but that's a damn good bowling attack to go and score Ooh. 178 against. Only got three scores of 50 and above, and two of them have been for 170. So it's mm. he averages 43.93 in his career in the county championship. So it's what you do when you get in. Say it every time. If you get in, you get past 20, you go on and score 100, you're going to have a cracking average. If you get past 20 and you're always getting out in the 30s or 40s, you're probably going to be looking for another job in a few years. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Talented young player. Uh, from all reports of people that were over there before going to watch a bit of football, it was an excellent innings um, by him as well. So a, a player of real promise. Only in the team because Tom Moores is still out with a broken finger, isn't it? Therefore, mm -hmm. Joe Clark's taking the gloves, opened up a gap at the top of the order. Ben Duckett rested in that one as well. That's why we've not mentioned him. Uh, he's getting ready for a bit of test cricket. So that's Division 1 in the books so far. Surrey way on top on 104 points. Warwickshire a game less on 79. Hampshire on the same points. Then we've got Knotts, Somerset close behind. Essex on 60. Middlesex 50. Lancashire without a win. The only winless team on 46. All they've done is draw so far. Kent um, is uh, second bottom on 43. And North Hants on 38. Nice. Let's roll to Division 2. Division 2. Let's start it with, like we've done in Division 1, and as is the case with Surrey, league leaders, Durham maintained it as well with a really, really solid win yet again, beating Gloucestershire in Bristol by 125 runs, leaving 29 points clear of second place Sussex now. Surely Durham are playing Division One cricket next year, Rob. Um, Graham Clark was the main man for Durham in the first innings. He hit 100 as a team total of 445. A really nice story of Graham Clark. Uh, plenty of others contributed with Baz Delida, 65, Scott Morfitt, 53, Alex Lee's 41, Bellingham, 40, Ollie Rumsford, 38, whilst Paul's, Paul Coglin was a not-out man, 59 of just 52 balls. Uh, Gloucester spinner Zafa Gohar ended with 4 for 130 off 32 overs. Quick word on Clark, first 100 in the county championship for him for six years. A real restart for him in Red Bull cricket under their coach, Ryan Campbell. Um, in reply, Gloucester scored 262 with Ben Charles with hitting 71 at number three, whilst Aussie opener Marcus Harris got 52. Extras were third with 40. Kiwi spinner Ajaz Patel, very, very good bowling for him. He's just arrived, isn't he? This is his second game replacing um, Matt Kuhneman before Matt, yeah. after Matt Kuhneman replaced Todd Murphy. Um, the the uh, spinner merry-go-round continues. 530. I think you're missing a Matt Parkinson thrown into the middle oh, God, as well. There. Yeah, he was chucked in on loan as well to replace uh, Todd Murphy before Matt Kuhneman turned up. So <laughs> just the fourth spinner used this year for Durham. <laughs> um, England seamer Matty Potts, three for 43 in 19.2 overs, bowling well again. Uh, Durham then rattled along to 272 for four before the declaration. Opener Michael Jones battered through the innings for an unbeaten 121 off just 148 balls. Lees continued his run of steady scores though with 40. Does Alex Lees ever get out for less than about 30 at the moment? I think every game, but I think you could probably put a little 
you, you, you have to look at the stats, but it feels like his lowest point is 30, but he hasn't got past probably 60. He's just consistently average at the moment. But, um, so anyway, I digress. Um, Ollie Robinson, rapid 67 for him off 36 balls and a knock that included three sixes. Love that. Uh, this set up a 426 run target for Gloucester, which they fell 125 runs short of. An excellent effort. They'll be relatively pleased, I think, with that, um, despite defeat. Marcus Harris carried his bat for the entire innings with 122 not out. Ex-England man James Brace, he scored 50. He's starting to just chip away with a bit of form at the moment, whilst bowler Josh... Uh, Draws scored 40 at number to go with his useful first innings of 37 not out as well. Matty Potts, another three for whilst Ajaz Patel, 10 wicket performance, five for 96. As I said, Durham 23 points, Gloucestershire still without a win, took four. Mm. Mm. Alex Lee, okay, so I've quickly just gone, leadingedgecricket.com. Uh, there's a county championship statistics dashboard that gives you every player, every season from 1890 through to 2023. Mm. Cheap plug in. Alex Lee's 391 runs at an average of 39. Balls yep. per dismissal 55, which is 22 less than his career mm -hmm. average and 70 less than it was last year, uh, averaging 20 less as well. But strike rate of 70 this year, that's the big difference. He's really buying into Basball, trying mm -hmm. to work his way back into the team. Batted 10 times this year, six times he's got 30 and above, uh, two times he's got 50 <laughs> and above. Um, been out between 30 and 49 four times. So you're right. And only twice he's been dismissed for less than 20. So really good consistency is, is dismissals for less than 20 is 20%, which is incredible. That's normally about 52, 53% for a player. So doing awesomely well. Durham, best team in Division 2 by a country mile. Really wanted promotion last year. Not quite there. This year they're averaging 37 with mm. the bats. Six centuries. They're ranked number one in, in Division 2. And the bowlers averaging 26 this year. 5.51 less than the mass, match average. And they're getting it done with spin as well. 25 wickets to spinners. 15% of the team's wickets, which is the highest in the country. An average of 28.28. They are exceptional. Playing exceptional cricket. Won four of the last five, and you just expect them just to keep going and going and going. Will yeah. the international season hit them hard? Potentially, potentially. Mm. But if they've got OG Robinson, who I am a big fan of, 465 runs at an mm. average of 46.50, strike rate of 88, and uh, Jones at the top, who plays Scotland T20 cricket, does an excellent job for them. I'm just calling them out because the two players that I really mm. like watching, but the fact is they're all performing and putting themselves in a hell of a position. They'll lose pots um, for the second half of the summer, potentially, potentially, mm. but I, I can't see them slowing down. No, I mean, you've still got Bryden Carson there, you've got Ben Rain, you've got others, haven't you? I mean, the spinners, Matt Kuhneman was probably the, the best performing spinner in county cricket before his injury. Ajaz Patel's just rocked up and in his second game, he get, takes 10 wickets. Um they just they seem to be getting performances where they need it, uh, and the batting card, just everyone's performing. Scott Borthwick's there, David Benningham's there, who was one of the leading runs was probably was the leading run scoring county cricket a couple of years ago. So they are just chocker with uh, with really really good players, and they will keep that train rolling, I'm sure. Uh, right, Worcestershire, Leicestershire, Rob, we're at New Road. Worcestershire won this one, squeaked past Leicestershire, and won by three wickets. A game of poor poor totals. Um, but what Worcestershire did find form at the right time to chase down a target, 2-7-1 to secure this three-wicket win. Up first, and Leicestershire, 173. Colin Ackerman, top scoring 52. Chris Wright, the bowler, helping them along from number nine with 30. Joe Leach, Joe Leach even, three for 45. And Matthew Waite, three for 17 in the wickets for Worcester. Worcestershire responded with a shocking effort. Uh, 83, Ed Pollock scoring 30 of them. Chris Wright took five for 32, whilst Josh Davey, two for 26, on loan from Somerset. 
uh, and Wien Mulder two for eleven. Leicestershire then decided they were going to pretty much do the same as what they did in the first innings, and this time they got 180. Uh, Lewis Hill top scored a middle order of 49 with Rishi Patel, Budinger, and Peter Hanscom all in the 20s. Joe Leach and Mathway again pick of the bowlers five for 41 for Leach. Four for 21 for all-rounder weight, where both of them had an excellent game of the ball. This then set up that 271-run target that, based on the first innings, you'd, you're just assuming no chance they didn't get anywhere near it. But batting lineup battled through from a two-for-two two start to get over the line. Seven down of 103.3 overs. Adam Hose top scorer of 84, while skipper Brett D'Oliveira was there to see them home with a gritty unbeaten 41 off 137. Dig in. Uh, Gareth Roderick also batted very well for an equally gritty 59 off 20, 221 deliveries at number three. Wien Mulder, four for 69 off 29 overs. Great spell for him, or multiple spells, should I say. And Josh Davy, good Davy for him for, uh, for uh, Leicester, three for 61. 19 point win for Worcestershire, whilst Leicestershire, well, they're going to rue this one, I would su suggest, take just three points from the encounter. Yeah, Leicestershire not won since they beat Yorkshire on week one, um, but have played some pretty decent cricket yes. over that time. So, Really unlucky. I just expect the Worcestershire to go out and get rolled here. We spoke about them time and again, time and time again on the podcast. Going, the team's all right. Like they're all right. The workmen like, mm -hmm. um, but at times they'll produce moments like this, and it's quite incredible. The bowling attack's always held up by Joe Leach, who's got 450 plus wickets since his debut, and I think is about the third or fourth most wickets in that time. Incredible performer proper stalwart for them time and time again every time he's bowling you can see his black pants coming out with his t-shirt up at the back but just excellent excellent performer the one thing that struck me about when they got rolled you see people get out in county championship cricket and they just walk off what i saw when i saw worcestershire getting rolled you know, hindsight looking back was a lot of frustration like they mm. expect better of themselves mm -hmm. and they definitely went and did that and coming back from two for two mate in mm. 1.5 overs is quite an incredible feat and they've done it to the point where they're actually two two and two and mm -hmm. on 66 points so there's a lot of symmetry mm. going on there but third place in the table you know we probably said they'll be third or fourth they'll win some games they'll lose some games the two two and two with a lot of the guys not really performing they've got the worst batting lineup statistically in the division they're averaging 25.10 that's not good mm. uh, that's not good there's <laughs> your analysis that's not good compared to everyone else the top six is averaging 26.71 that is seven worse than derbyshire who's got the second worst batting lineup and as a league in division two it's 36 is the average and they are averaging 26.71, 14% worse than the matches that they played in. So the fact that they're third is quite incredible. Yeah, massive credit to Worcester for that second innings. It took a lot of uh, lot of minerals, let's put it that way, yeah. <laughs> to really battle back from that first innings. And, and it, yeah, 103 overs to get there. I like that. I like that a lot. And two batters in particular properly said, no, over my dead body, we're going to get a win in this game. We need to make up. Yeah some ground so fair play to them right final game rob um a slightly bizarre game here uh, sussex versus glamorgan at hove ended in a draw it just progressed to the one solitary over in the fourth innings after glamorgan battered relentlessly to put up an epic 737 okay <laughs> um so uh, this was after they were dismissed for just 123 in the first innings as well a very, very strange game. Anyway, let's let's break it down. So in the first innings, England senior Ollie Robinson did what Ollie Robinson does and took a lovely four for 29, whilst Aristides Carvelas took three for 30. Another good game for him. James Harris at number 10, Scott uh, top scored with 28 not out. 
In reply, the superstar Sussex batting card put up 481. Steve Smith finally got his front pad out of the way long enough to make a very nice 89 before he got triggered LBW once more. Um, quick one. Out. Not out, Rob. Out. Out. Gone. I've gone. Got him. Uh, he was overshadowed, though, by a wonderful maiden first-class 100 by 19-year-old James Cole, uh, Coles, who scored 138 off 223 balls after his 70 last week against Leicestershire. Another one to watch. Tom Haynes back from injury, got 58, whilst Finn Hudson-Prentice scored 73. Michael Nisa, three for 81. This is when things got weird. Uh, Glamorgan batted for a ridiculous 207.5 overs for the 737. That included three Centurions. Um, Ozzy Marnus Labashain got his second of the year with uh, 138. Openers Eddie Byron 57 and Zayn Ul Hassan 43 played well at the top. Uh, skipper Kieran Carlson, though, top scored with an excellent 192 coming in at a, f- a fine 70 strike rate as well. Ozzy Bowler Michael Nisa, though, um, he's had a really good start to the year. Continues his fine form with the bat as well as bowling well, obviously. Third first class 100, scoring 123 before being bowled somehow by a Steve Smith. Can I call it a moon ball? Is that yeah. fair? Yeah, that Jeremy Snape esque. <laughs> exactly. Uh, everyone else made starts apart from Sam Northeast, though, who will be gutted he got a golden duck in an absolute run festival innings. Sorry, Sam. Uh, Sussex used nine bowlers with Carvalis, Carson Coles, and Steve Smith all taking two wickets. This meant there was a target of 380, but literally only one over was battered to close out of the game. Uh, Glamorgan, seven points. Second place, Sussex take 11 from this one. I'll let you talk about the game, and then we just need to talk about Ollie Robinson briefly before mm. we move on to the table. Mm. Yeah, I think I think Nessa deserves some love here. 311 runs at an average of 51 this year. 250s, one century. Strike rate of 57. He's yeah. done this batting at eight and nine, and he's been consistent about, across both months. Average 46 in April, uh, 55 in May. He's averaging 16.68 better than the match top six average. And he's played in games that's had Steve Smith, Pajara, uh, Marnus Labuschagne. Mm. That's how good he has been. And you add to that the fact that he's taken 19 wickets at 25 in that time, uh, an average of 25.63, 8.22 less than the match average for bowlers in those games. That's possibly the best all-round performance you've seen in a long, long time. Um, in County Championship cricket. James Coles with a, a cracking knock, young all-rounder, one to watch, only 19 years old. Made his debut at 16. I think he's the youngest Sussex debutant of all time. And when he made his debut, it was Bob Willis Trophy, COVID. Type. I don't know why oh, COVID gets uh, little air marks going on, because it was COVID. Um, <laughs> but picked up the wickets of Rory Burns, Ben Folks, and Jamie Smith mm. uh, in that spell. So definitely one to watch for the future. Sussex have got a knack for... Uh, really helping to produce and uh, help along the production line. They've got mm. these great young players that that come through. And Sussex, incredibly, uh, they can't really buy a win. They won week one, but they've drew the last five games straight. Mm. But they're doing it in such a manner that they're <laughs> maximising batting points and mm. quite often maximising bowling points as well, particularly mm. with Ollie Robinson in effect. Find themselves 76 points in second place, mate. When we come back after the break, go to play... Worcestershire. So there's every chance they can go and do it. Mm. Um, it was nice to see Steve Smith score some runs, but three yeah. LBW decisions, two, <laughs> one definitely not out. One I thought this week I thought was out, and the one in the middle was probably umpire's call. So mm. I'm all about, you know, 
don't let him get two in. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, look, uh, you said the second one wasn't out. Well, it was actually. So I'm just going to be pedantic about it. It was the finger, exactly. But it was good to see him score some runs. And like we said, when he when there was all the talk about him joining, there was nothing but good can come from this. These young players are learning off Pajara. They're now learning off Steve mm-hmm. Smith. You've got so many young players. Another county, if it was a bunch of 30-year-old, I wouldn't have been, you know, batters. I wouldn't have been that interested in it. But because it was Sussex and the amount of young players, Ali Orr, Tom Haynes, James Coles, I mean, Allsop's 27-ish. There's so many good players that can learn so much. And it's not like we said, it's not like he's going to get the secret sauce, is he? Or, you know, the Colonel's recipe or whatever the, uh, the way you want to put it to, to the secret of county championship scoring runs, England scoring runs. We'll see when it comes to the test, test game. We've got bowlers good enough to get him out. He's had a bit of a knock. That's what teams used to do. They, they used to have a bit of a knock, play a few games, didn't they? So what's the difference? Good to see. Um, let's have a look at the table. There. Oh, Ollie Robinson, before we go. Yeah, so Ollie Robinson was seen with a boot on his foot. And I don't mean a cricket boot. Uh, it was on a crutch and a, and a boot. Um, he should have a scan on his left ankle yesterday that it was reported. Not heard any update yet. We're recording this on Tuesday morning. Um, he reported discomfort in on Friday after bowling nine overs. He did then return on Saturday morning and bowled another eight, but then left the field before lunch and did not return. Hopefully this is all just very precautionary. But after Joffre Archer being reported, he's going to be out for the summer. Um, Ollie Stone, he wasn't named in the England squad. He's got a hamstring injury. He might have been close. He's out for five or six weeks. Now Ollie Robinson is a question mark. Fingers crossed he's not going to miss any time. But we're starting to get through the bowlers a little bit here, Rob. Um, mm. Good to see Matty Potts performing really, really well so far this year. Craig Overton's starting to perform as well. Wokes is in the squad. Just looking a little bit thin. We are. I saw a great th- uh, thread on Twitter. I think I retweeted the thread. Um, but it said it was basically a long list of 30, 40 things that will be said and happen during the English summer. And one of them was England's injuries with the bowlers are that bad that Jimmy Anderson bowls the fastest ball for an Englishman <laughs> this summer. And he's not wrong because Anderson can still bowl like 84, 85 mile an hour. He, he kind of settles in about 81, 82. <laughs> but I'm plenty sure there's plenty of gas in the tank. Mm. Um, but it, it is a concern because Ash's time, you need your best bowlers. Whenever you come in, and I'm not saying anyone is this, but if you go overseas and you take a Boyd Rankin who breaks down in the first over, <laughs> like you're putting yourself at such, such a disadvantage. Mm. So we really need Wood, Broad, Anderson, Robinson firing because they're the best yeah. bowling attack we've got. We know we're going to be without Archer for quite a long time, which is a real mm-hmm. shame. But everyone else should follow on from them. If you get in the position where we're in the West Indies, when we had Wokes... And Overton opening the bowling for us, the Ashes could be... Uh, and it's nothing against those guys. Mm. They're just not the best bowlers in the country to play against the best Australian team. That's what it comes down to. Mm. Love Wokes. Great first, second change bowler. Mm. Overton not quite made it at Test mm. Cricket, but could be a first, second change bowler. Yeah. But you want your best bowlers playing against the best players. That's what makes the Ashes special. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, fingers crossed, nothing too serious for Ollie Robinson. So, as we know, Durham are well clear at the top of the table. Sussex in second on 76. Worcester 10 points beyond on 66, as are Glamorgan. Leicestershire 63, Gloucestershire 42, Derbyshire 37, and Yorkshire still bottom on 33. Gloucestershire, Derbyshire, and Yorkshire all without a win. Derbyshire and Yorkshire have only played five, though everyone else has played six. Um, next red ball action, Rob, is going to be a three-day warm-up game for Ireland against Essex starting May the 26th. So a bit of red ball in amongst the T20. Um, obviously, there's going to be a test match then. England against Ireland following June the 1st. Shortly after, 
it's all coming now, Rob. The summer's warming up. Aussies take on India in the World Test Championship final at the Oval on the 7th of June. County Championship then returns Sunday the 11th for a round um, in amongst the uh, T20 Blast, as we said. All but two teams will be playing in that round. And then the first Ashes Test, 16th of June at Edgebaston. It's getting close, Rob. We're, we're getting stuff. into the good stuff. I, I do want to leave you on this point, Ooh. And I do want to take a little jab because in my head I went, ah, Yorkshire are bottom, Derbyshire's second. Weren't they the two teams that everyone thought would get promoted this year? Mm-hmm. And so I just pulled up my notes. And mm. the Cricketer magazine has Yorkshire and Derbyshire one and two, Leicestershire and Durham uh, seven and eight. Wow. And I looked at Rich's column, which Excellent. has got Derbyshire and Yorkshire one and two, currently yep. seventh and eighth, Durham in seventh. And I was like, Excellent. oh, that's very interesting. I just wanted to leave you on that point. And, and what was Rob's prediction? Uh, mine aren't on there. We don't, we don't really need to <laughs> it is it is funny when you you kind of get stuck into it and you kind of work out where things are going. Um, I did have North Ants and Kent, who were ninth and tenth in the table, as the oh, bottom two in oh, Division One. Those. So I've nailed that down. But I had Essex one, Lancashire two. That's not quite working out for me. Absolutely not. We didn't say we were ever good at predictions. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for listening, everyone. We're going to be back. We've just done our Middle Order podcast, England Middle Order's top ten. Next one we're recording is. Wicket Keepers. Wicket Keepers. And we're also releasing a podcast with our County Championship team of the season so far for the mm. first period at the 17 different stop-start points we've got from the season. So there's <laughs> plenty of podcasts to look forward to. We'll see you guys. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.